0: You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, No Labels, No Limits, No Excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. A chain
1: is no stronger than its weakest link. How many times have you heard that statement or you are only as strong as your weakest link, some variation of that statement over the years? I know I have heard it many times, but the most recent time I heard it, I started to wonder how I had internalized that over the years, and then how it has been embedded in my work, in the places I've worked, in the assumptions um, about success, all of those things. So I'm Sarah, and thank you for joining us on the No Labels, No Limits podcast. I want to welcome you to this week's episode and next week, both will be solo casts. And this week, I want to share some thoughts about wool gathering. Now if you don't know what wool gathering is, it's an old term that it meant when the shepherds would be out after the sheep had been you know, gathered, collected, they would go back out and pick up the bits of wool that had been stuck to the branches or the brambles, depending on where you were, of the sheep's coat, right? The hair, the fur. It's not fur, I'm sorry, I'm just blanking out on it. Anyway, it doesn't matter, the sheep's wool. So what that means is you really don't have to think much, right? You can just be mind, Kind of just let your mind wander. You're just looking for the wool that stuck. You pick it up, you bag it, and you move on. So I often find myself wool gathering. Now, it's not for me a um, wasted amount of time. It's kind of a peaceful place where I just give my mind a break and I just start wondering about things, things I've heard or sayings. And I'm curious, getting super curious, right? And saying, is that true how was that used in what context was that used how might that apply to work or life or things that are going on right now today so that's what got me thinking about that particular quote how might that apply to how i as an individual my family my community our globe is approaching the world we live in today i'm not taking the world on i'm going to start with me my organization and the clients and folks we serve. So how it applies to me, I will honestly admit I have been the weakest link at times. Now, I don't really like ever admitting I'm weak. That's been one of the things for me, part of my personality is I like to be independent. I know when my husband and I first got married, he came to pick up my car in the middle of my work day. And I said, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to go get the oil changed. And I'm going, well, it's on my calendar to do later this month. And he said, you know what? We're a partnership. I have time. I'm going to the shop. I'm going to get it changed. And honestly, I thought, whoa, Sarah, hmm. That felt super uncomfortable because I was not being solely responsible for myself. Someone else was looking out for me unasked, right? So it made me question, where else do I do that? So that's been more than 20 years ago. Um, But I obviously still remember it, it, because it was a heads up, right? So anyway, one of the things I was thinking about was, where have I been the weakest link? And what was my reaction? And I think the reactions fall for me in one of three areas initially. And then it's what I do with them after that, that really Makes the difference, but often if I feel um, demeaned or attacked or shamed, I tend to retreat into myself. So it's super easy for me to do. I'm an introvert. Um, if you study the enneagram, I'm a five, boy compartmentalization and just you know like cutting off things. It's not hard for me to do. I will retreat. However, I still by retreat with that feeling of being the weakest link. It's not like I all of a sudden have overcome that kind of initial shock or discomfort with it. There are other times that the response is to react, to defend myself, to become belligerent. And it may not even look like that to somebody else, but it feels like that internally. And I actually know that the vibes are picked up that way because I don't have to say anything, but I still get. push, I get the distance that I'm looking for, right, compartmentalization, safety. But then I wonder if I were at those times, those times I'm thinking about specifically, if I would have paused, reflected, and reassessed the way I do more frequently now by asking myself, okay, is there any validity in in that assessment that I'm not measuring up, and I challenge the word measuring up, but is there any validity? Let's just start there. Is it true? Is there any validity? And if so, does it matter? Does it matter to me personally? Does it matter to the situation? Do I have any control over it? You know, is it an external factor? I'm not going to change. I have no control over it. And then does it align with my values? And this one, when I started asking this, it really made it easier for me to think about if it doesn't align with my values, I know I'm not going to put in the time to get better at something that there's no importance in my life for it either. You know, it's, it maybe it doesn't, it isn't that I won't do the work. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm trying to say is I just won't um, go overboard to measure up to something that I think is artificial and unconnected to the true value. I, as an individual, and then the folks that I work with as a team in any situation, if it doesn't add value there, what's the point? And honestly, that's the side thing. What is the point? It's numbers, it's measurements, which also leads me to ask the question, in what context is this important? So if it's life threatening, boy, you can bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to buckle down and show up even if it's, if it's so hard for me, I will do that. And then I will think about what do I need to do so that I'm not finding myself in this situation over and over. But those were the three kind of buckets. They're very broad, but when I looked at it, I thought about, okay, so I, I kind of react in one of these ways. I either check out, so I retreat or hide, or I can gear up for attack and or I reflect, assess, and then choose the best path forward, three buckets, right? So the takeaway for me is that ultimately what matters is showing up for myself. So when I retreat and hide, and I'm using myself as an example, I'm, I'm hoping some of you can relate to this, but when I retreat and hide, nothing's resolved. I take all of that, um, I don't want to say angst, but just the, it's a disquieting feeling, right? Of not measuring up. I take that inside of me. And it just rumbles around in there. And then the next time something comes up that I want to try that maybe I'm not great at, or I don't know how to do. I hear that. Well, you didn't measure up last time. Right? So then now I've got this little lie that wants to hang out and you know, no labels, no limits, no excuses, no limits means no lies, no self lies. So that's what happens when I let that, when I choose to retreat and hide, these are all choices. When I choose to defend or attack, I basically, in my um, very unprofessional language, I just throw up my emotions on other people and make it their problem, which is not who or how I want to show up in the world, nor does it make me feel any better. I'm still like on this uh, disquieted path of like, okay, that wasn't right. Now I've made it worse. Oh my God, now I've got to clean that up. Or I can reflect and assess and then choose the appropriate action for the for going forward. So this may just sound theoretical, but in practice, and I have been doubling down on this practice in the last, well, for sure, the last 18 months with the pandemic and all of the changing things in our environment. But I would say even more so, as I get better and more reflexive in doing this, um, more so the last. Four or five months, because over that time frame, I've been I've been stretched, you know, you know, emotionally, just, you know, like all of you have been right. There have been family challenges, health challenges. Um, thankfully, they have not affected me, my own physical body, but they certainly have affected the energetic body around me and um, my family, friends and loved ones. So I'm a part of that ecosystem. So, there is some effect. So, I've decided that my job, my real job of success, is staying centered, reassessing what's going on, and then responding in the most appropriate way for not just that moment, but for beyond that moment. So that either the person or the situation that I leave is able to resolve itself either without me in it, or if I need to stand up and be a part of it, I can do that. But I'm not checking out and saying here it's yours fix it it's on you now and the more intentional i've been about releasing and letting go of things that i have no control over have no influence over or have done what i can do up to this point and now it's up to someone else to take the next steps when i can release and let go of that and not own someone else's success or failure or pain or suffering i do better they do better there's then they're not like dreading me showing up to tell them like how they're wrong weakest link blaming others explaining them to themselves or being mean so anyway this may be a bit rambling but i wanted to just share some of that because my ability to do that as has grown and i have learned that from people i study and honestly i've learned it from my clients who are, I would say, super advanced in this area, I mean, super advanced. I have some of the best people I get to serve and work with in the world. And you may know them, you may never know them. They're regular everyday people doing amazing things, but they are kind and they are teachers, every single one in their own right. So as I've done this, I have felt better. And I'm hoping that maybe having a chance to think and reflect on this will help you also release and let go of things. I recently, I'm re listening to a book by John Eldridge. Some of you may know who that is. And one of the quotes he puts in there and it's one of his prayers is I now release everyone and everything to you. Speaking of releasing to God, spirit, the divine, Jesus, the unifying field, but really that phrase, I now release everyone and everything to you. And then he goes on to talk about how, so he he does that in a meditation, but he comes back and he says, if that thing that I said I released is still in my head, 10 minutes later, I actually didn't finish releasing it. And I thought, how true is that? So you do it again and you do it again. And then all of a sudden you realize next time you're in that situation. You just aren't charged by it. You're able to slow down, see it differently, see the person or the situation differently with more kindness, more grace, and let it go. And as simple as that sounds, that's what I've been doing pretty consistently. And it's been, uh, let's just say I'm sleeping better. I feel better. I feel way less stress. And I can tell you my cortisol levels are lower. So with that, on this separate little podcast, solo cast, I want to leave you with a story. I can't give you details of the person because I don't have their permission to share. But I do have the ability to share what I saw on a video that they posted publicly. So my friend who has been going through, I would say, probably two years, of really tough time. But most recently, the last seven, eight months have been super difficult now she is someone that i look to as a mentor i think she is one of the most amazing women ever she's a great mom a great friend a great business leader all of these greats right and yet she's been struggling with some hard hard stuff that's hit her life so today she posts a a video of herself um doing a rope climb right and I know she's strong mentally and physically. What really struck me as a metaphor was as she was going up, I was watching her footwork. So anybody who can climb a rope would know this. I don't climb ropes. I haven't. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued now that I've watched this. I'm not sure how far I could get. But when I watched her, I looked at her, set herself up, just stand there. She looked at her goal up top, like how high is she going? And it looked like me, it was like a good 35 feet. I don't know, maybe, I mean, I'm just guessing on how tall she is and how far she went. So it's a good 25, 30 feet, maybe 35. And she jumps up with confidence, grabs the rope. And this is where I started looking more closely at the detail. So I watched her grab hand over hand, foot over foot, but as she grabbed the feet, she wraps the rope, which is I'm um, obviously a technique. If I knew what I was talking about, I would recognize. placed one foot on top of the other foot, does her hands, repeats this over and over. And it made me think about how, no matter how tough the climb is, how far the distance is, if we will do a couple of things. If we will first look at the goal, make sure it's the destination you want to go to, and then methodically, repeatedly, and with consistency, Put one hand over the other, reach, get your feet below you, wrap, step on your own strength that is already below you, reach higher above you for where you need to get more strength, switch feet, switch hands, and keep going till you reach the top. And I thought it was such a beautiful metaphor from someone who I think is so special at heart and um, but a metaphor for how she leads and shows up in her own life. So I hope to embody that in my life and I want to thank her unpublicly.
0: You've been listening to the No Labels No Limits podcast with best selling author, change agent and strategic vision coach Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at SaraBox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.